Yeah, this is 415, everyone. It is cold and cold and uh, let me see what else. Oh, yeah, cold. I don't mean to be rude, but the way you're looking at me feels kind of invasive and judgmental. Oh, there's judgment, but it is not invasive. We are not alone last night. No kidding. I had all these boys around me. It was so weird. No, I'm talking about the owls. Oh, the owls. There's a lot of wolf prints around here. I don't see spirit prints. I see wolf prints. You notice that there are about 17 moderately strong magical signatures in basically every direction around you. What entire nation is going on out there? Welcome back, foundlings, to Season 4, Episode 3 of The Odd Campaign. I am Quentin, your GM here, and I am with all of my lovely players. Uh, if you would, please kindly introduce yourselves for the audience at home, or work, or wherever they may be traveling. Aw, he thinks we're lovely. How nice. I'm RL, and I play Greg, who is a father of two human children, and also kind of a surrogate father of like 47 other kids. They are goats currently only has one kid with him, his little goat companion, Jerry, and he is the ranger of the group. He's, he kind of likes to avoid conflict as much as possible, but if it's necessary. Hi, I'm Emily. I have played Snow in the past. Today, though, I am playing Odette. Odette is a level 11 elf arcanist with her pseudo-dragon, Indiana, and her love of archaeology and mystical things. Hello, everyone. My name is Daniel, and I play Daniel because I'm original. Daniel is the cleric of the group, and he's the one who's built so far just about everything to get the group through all their uh, tricky situations. And once again, my name is Quentin. I am the GM and host for this session. So just a brief recap. You and your party have found yourselves on floor 15 of this game. You had been sent here by your mysterious benefactor, Draken, who sent you to a location known as the Fur Bearers Tannery. Having arrived, after trekking your way through the frozen tundra, you found this small encampment completely surrounded by wolves, and you had the genius and breakaway idea to make some bobsled-esque approach, turning an entire tree into somewhat of a wooden sled and came barreling down the hill, only moments later to find that the entire perimeter was lined with explosives, and you, however, did successfully dodge all of the sharp pointy sticks, explosives, and wolves, and find yourselves now inside the threshold of the Fur Bearer's Tannery, Aside of a very peculiar individual, 
You just made it over the wall, and when last we left off, you were having a conversation with a crazed, explosive-loving mountain man. Does anyone remember his name? Uh, you said his name was Earl Jones? Wonderful. And there was a guy named Abner who was asleep inside. He might be the man that we are looking for. Who knows? We'll find out today. Are you just reading to yourself there, like going over a mental checklist? Absolutely, you have to go over a mental checklist, because if you don't, you could forget something. Oh, I write you... this down in my journal all the time. Oh, I have a journal too. Uh, I don't usually like to take it out in front of people. It's a little bit embarrassing sometimes. Oh, I'm so sorry. I, I didn't mean to exclude you from the group over there. Uh, Mr. Errol, was it? Their name's Earl. What about it? Well, I was actually just going to ask uh, where we could find a place to stay for the night. Not here. Not oh. for you, strangers. Oh. Who knows where you're from? Who knows who sent you? Why are you taking notes in that there book? Well, as we told you, uh, we've been sent by... Um, sent? Who sent you? Uh, there was Sky. Very handsome. His name was Draken. Uh, but also, I'm just writing down about your primitive culture here. That isn't very nice, Odette. Um, we were sent to help with your wolf problem. We're kind of like exterminators or something. Is that what we were sent here for? I thought we were just getting the guy. Odette whispers over to Greg. We're also supposed to help with the wolves. I was only told, listen, listen, but I'm telling you. here to get the guy, but on the little quest list it says, um, help the town with the elemental spirits or something like that. Oh, that's right, yeah. yeah. And, and that's they what the... they are, so it's the... kind of like a double mission. The world quest thingies. Got it. So basically we're just here to help. <laughs> uh, I don't know who sent you and I don't know exactly what you're looking for. Uh, we were sent I'll by be... uh, uh, Mr. Drake and he's someone who likes to help people, I think. He's very mean about helping people, but I think he likes to help people. I met a couple of people like that back in my days and I can tell you that we don't particularly get along. So well, I'll be keeping an eye on you. Well, hopefully we can get along, Mr. L. And he'll give him a smile, and I want to say that with diplomacy, please. Sure. I do want to get along. 29 in diplomacy. Thank you, GM. You're welcome, I suppose. How does Earl respond to, um... He scoffs. Oh, okay. Okay. Alrighty, well, if you're intent on staying along, I guess you'll be coming this way. But you won't be leaving my sight, none of you. Okay. That's fine. As Odette is walking, she is making note of this man's personality, thinking of the legend of Tommy Knocker, a man who was about two feet tall, greenish in color, and people used to rumor that he would appear in the mine somewhere in the great American West. This man, neither two feet tall nor green, um, nonetheless is making you recall the story. He just seems a little crazy, Indiana. I think this is a good picture of him, and she's kind of sketching a really poorly drawn picture. Needs more crazy in the eyes. Oh, you're right. And then she does like really weird, like symbols of the eyes. That's better. Mm, thank you, Indiana. Um, actually, um, wh- where are we headed? Well, you're going, uh, not going to my tent. That's for darn tootin'. So you're gonna be headed to the lodge. Oh well. Abner will know what to do with you. If it was up to me, you'd be out of here in a heartbeat. Well, okay then. And I guess I'll head to where he gestures. Uh, he is both pointing to and currently walking backwards towards the realistically only structure in this location. Well, you should probably watch where you're going. You're about to step on 
A-stick. I've paced these grounds so many times, I know it with my eyes closed. It's exactly 17 steps to the front door. All right, so if you close your eyes right now, close them, where are we? Right now, we're 17 paces southeast of the front door, 15 paces from the nearest landmine. But if you spin around oh. three times Hold and on. then land somewhere, where will you be facing? Wait a second. There might be some important information in that little bit of sentence. Oh, where are the landmines? That might be important to know. Yes, wouldn't you like to know? I'm sure you would, intruders. I, I would like to know so uh, I wouldn't step on them. Um, yes, I, I would prefer to stay in one piece as I currently am. I would like to note that um, Greg does continuously check around the group, not just now, but also in general. He does continuously check the group to make sure everyone's sticking together and not getting separated. He does like a little head count like a dad would on a hike. He's a chaperone. Basically. He's just, you know, had that chaperone instinct engraved into him by now. If all y'all are too uneasy to keep pressing forward, I suppose you could stay here and I can grab Abner. Well, I'm just... Abner! Well, no, I was fine. I'm just going to walk where you're walking, actually. And it seems as if he begins to pace off while still constantly shouting Abner's name. I will follow after into what seems like the only structure here and urge my compatriots to do as well. Daniel is also going to follow behind Greg and uh, the man. He's also going to message Draken to let him know that the group has arrived at the Fur Bearer's Tannery. You have? Really? Everyone's there? In one piece? Surprisingly, yes. Put the words right out of my mouth. I mean, we almost died multiple times, but... That sounds right. Well, best of luck. Don't fall in. Uh, Odette will stand behind a little bit, really just taking a moment to observe her surroundings more so. May I make a perception check? Of course you may. I would also like to make a perception check. Oh my gosh. I would also like to make a perception check, GM. All right, everyone can roll who's interested. 28. 15 total. 18 plus 6, please. I'm... Why is my brain... 24. Thank you. My brain isn't working. 24. Now being inside the walls, which you could only stare at from a distance previously, you now notice that this place is significantly smaller than you might have imagined. A large portion of the sheer size of the encampment seems to come from its fortifications. The interior seems to realistically be only one large multi-storied primary building and a few ancillary tents which seem to encircle it. Coming closer, following in Earl's footsteps, you get a better look at the Furbearer's Tannery, which does seem to have a sign outside of this primary lodge. It's a large two-story building with a tapered roof with two French windows on either side of the main door, which is a red double entrance to the establishment. Above on the second floor, there are three more French windows, each above the rest, all of them covered by red curtains, though Greg and Odette notice some movement out of the top left-hand corner of your eye, as perhaps something may have been in the window, as you notice the curtains are swaying slightly as if disturbed by movement. Hmm. Perfectly in-timed hums. Hmm. Indiana, can you go peek in that window up there? It's closed, but sure. The curtain, yes, you can just peek in. The curtain just moved. It is creepy. And what if there is something in there like a chupacabra? Why would there be a chupacabra in this? You're right, there wouldn't be. Probably a no. Oh? La Llorona. Oh, no. I check. And you see as your little pseudo-dragon uh, flaps off and seems to poke his head in the window, but seems disgruntled. 
I can't see anything. Hmm, that is unfortunate, Indiana. We will check out that room later. Make note of where it is. Ah, uh, okay. This is on the second floor, on the left, right? No, left. No, right, left? No, you're wrong. No, left, right? Yeah, no, left. Ah, oh, gosh darn it. Odette, you just really need to walk straight where we are walking. There's no really left or right to have to do with that. Oh, I'm sorry. I am cur- currently conversing with Indiana. We are oh. uh, talking. Well, sorry, sorry. I, I was getting a little bit concerned. You thought we would have to turn somewhere. I will say, group, um, I'm really just referring to Daniel and Odette. Um, if we're not allowed to stay in the uh, lodge or whatever... Uh, we can still stay in the tent that I have if we have a place to set up. I'm just saying, some of these people might not be uh, hospitable to strangers. Yeah, they might not be too keen on us. Yeah. As you mentioned that you are talking to a separate party from the individuals in your group currently, this seems to excite Earl, and he gets real close to you. What do you mean you're talking to someone else? Where are they? Who are they? Are they in your head? Uh, no... I mean, wait, no. Yes? No. Yes? Yeah, technically, yes. Do you uh, talk to people in your head, Earl? Not anymore. Okay. We had a disagreement. They kicked me out. Oh, you got stuck out here? Excommunicated. Oh, I'm so sorry about that. Is there any way that I can help you? Ah, uh, no one listens to me anyways. I said it was all rigged. They just told me I was a fall man, some scapegoat. Wait, the fall man for what? I'll have a goat. Exactly. That's what they thought I was. I told them, nah, I'm a person. And I told them that that nitrate wouldn't explode under those conditions. But no, no one listened to me. Wait a second. Hold on, Earl. Are you talking about the the people in your head? Or are you talking about people inside the lodge? What? Well, there were voices in my head back then. But then they took that out. Who took it out? They did. Who's they? Ah. Uh, I don't think this is uh, nice to push him on. It seems like a very sensitive subject. He's right? the one that brought it up. I well, don't know technically what technically I brought it up. You know, one of the members from the Bureau of Osculation. The, the Bureau of what? Osculation. Osculation. Uh, uh, occipital? Like, like as in eyes? Or uh, as in going around in a circle like an oscillation? I don't... English is not my first language. I'm not sure what that means. Neither am I, but that's what they say. You know the people in white coats? Go around, start prodding people. Cutting off limbs, replacing them with robot parts. Bureau of Osculation? That's what I said, did I stutter? Yes, a little bit. Ah, I'd always had that speech pediment that mama tried to work out of me. Okay, so the Bureau of Osculation, like going Osculation. Into... I don't know how to spell that. How do you spell that? Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, me, how... I can't write. Me either. Wait, no, I can't, but hold on. Not well, apparently. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, we've been at the door for a while. I was wondering if we could just go in. Or do you have to knock? Is there a door bell? Well, I'd prefer it if you stayed out here, but that's just me. Okay, so we can stay out here, and then you'll figure out if we're allowed in? Nah, I'm not letting you out of my sight. Okay, why don't, why okay. don't we all go in together? We're peers huh? if we are at an impasse, as they would say. I don't want you where I'm sleeping, and yet I also do not want you out of my sight. I wholeheartedly make a promise not to sleep with you. You what? will stand out in the doorway as I walk backwards into the premises, and I will shout outside of Abner's door until he awakens. But sounds like a good plan, sir. Can my little pseudo dragon go with you? He is very harmless. His name is Indiana. I don't want your lizard with wings anywhere near me. But he breathes fire. 
He is good for making explosions. The only thing he's going to make is great kebab later this evening if you don't <gasps> keep him all tied up. Okay, maybe it's better we respect other people's opinions about this matter. Oh no, it's a bit difficult sometimes. Why do you let an NPC jerk your chain around? It's such a weird thing. They're just NPCs. Um, yes, but he has explosives. No one's jerking any of my chains. I don't know what you're talking about. So he seems to go up to the doorway, but he steps over the welcome mat, uh, and he jiggles the handle three times and then seems to enter the lodge. You can feel as a waft of warm air hits you from this estate, and you see as Earl is walking backwards into it, but does make sure to take off his boots and seems to put them to the side as he enters and then continues to walk backwards until you see him turn to the left where you can vaguely make out the staircase to be and you just hear him shout, Abner! It is cold out here. I don't like waiting. Well, um, I've got an extra blanket if you'd like it. Well, at least I have uh, Daniel's spell still on, but it feels cold out here. All the wind, it makes me feel cold just hearing it. That's called placebo, I'm pretty sure. And I am sure. I'm great sure. I don't think that's a placebo. Uh, Greg nudges Daniel. She didn't get my joke. My name is Greg Shaw. Uh, oh, I might have not it. mentioned that. We know your first name, Greg. I didn't know your last well, name. My last short. name's actually Shaw. Like, well, like Seashaw. Good to know, I think. Everyone, if you could please roll a perception check for me. 26. 25. 23. Everyone hears, uh, with their very keen ears, as the sound of some jingling metal is accompanied by footsteps, as it sounds as if someone is making their way down the staircase from the lodge, and you hear as someone speaks up. Earl, what's all this hooting and hollering about? We got some trespassers on our land. Do you ever consider that it might be some of the people who were escorting cargo that were sent here? Nah, that's not what they said they're here for. They're here for something completely different. They said they were looking for someone. Do you think it's the individual that we found in the woods the other day? Maybe that was their compatriot they were traveling with. Oh, Dad speaks up. Yes, yes, this is our companion. We've been looking everywhere for him. And you notice as this average height man with sturdy build reaches the base of the stairs. He's wearing tanned brown leather pants and a red poncho. On the side of his waist, you can see that he clearly carries a sidearm on either side. Underneath his cowboy hat, you can see that he has shaggy brown hair that matches his well-trimmed brown beard and complements his green eyes. Oh, you have very nice green eyes. It complements your beard. Oh, that was nice of you to say, Odette. Um, I'm trying. Hi, my name's Greg. Here's some more friends. Oh, well, yeah, they're my friends. Uh, I was wondering if we could come in for a bit. Well, there's no point in y'all standing out in the cold. Might as well. Come oh, on in. Thank you. Thank you. I will come in, and upon doing so, I will take Jerry out of my shirt. And now the livestock stay outside. There's a whole pen for that. Oh, actually, he's not livestock. He's my kid. No, I think that is still livestock to them. You said we have to respect their wishes while we're here. Oh, Dad, don't you go use my own words on me, all right? <laughs> I'm not using your words on you. I'm using your words against you. There's like a difference. I don't like it. Anyway, um... <laughs> I don't like it. He, is it okay if he stays on me? If he's not on the floor? He's very well behaved. Well, he's mostly well behaved. He can be well behaved when he wants to. Don't listen to him. It eats holes in everything. 
Shirts, shoes, socks, spoons, you name it. Oh, that, that's not very nice to but say. But it's true, that's what you told us. No, I'll keep him on my shoulders if that's all right. It's just getting a bit sweaty in my shirt. Just make sure he doesn't eat nothing. Jerry, don't you dare eat anything in here. I don't want to be killed, and I don't want you to be killed. No, that won't be fun, will it? Yeah. Entering the building, you are greeted by the warmth of a crackling fire and the comforting appearance of a cozy log cabin. Directly next to you as you enter, there does seem to be a hand-carved wooden bench and coat rack where you see Earl's shoes are, and there are sets of four other pairs of shoes there. Oh, uh, are we supposed to take our shoes off? Uh, before coming in, Odette will make very certain to step over the welcome mat as she comes in. All right, sounds good. You make your way inside, and you are responded to by the individual who you can assume is Abner. It would be polite. I don't want any footprints on none of my furs. That is very understandable. Odette flops on the floor and pops her shoes off and neatly places them to the side. Greg will take his shoes off to reveal a somewhat colorful pair of kitty cat socks. Fuzzy kitty cat socks. Daniel takes his shoes off to reveal the plainest gray socks anyone has ever laid their eyes upon. It is just gray. Simply and utterly gray. Walking in down the hall, you notice that there is a doorway to your right, which Abner seems to be gesturing towards. All right. Oh, is that where our friend is? No. He's upstairs. Oh, can we go check on him? I'm very worried. If he was out in the cold all by himself? Wait, you know who our friend is? The unconscious one? Well, it's only me and Cassidy who have been looking after him for the past 72 hours. Oh, well, thank you for that. I suppose if you're in a rush, you can just grab him and go. Though, it is about to be dark and I wouldn't recommend heading out. Yeah, I don't think I want to go through that with another unconscious buddy on me, you know? It might not be super fun. (laughs) And the wolves weren't that fond of us the first time. I'm sure they wouldn't be too happy to see us again. Hmm, maybe we need to tie him up so he doesn't keep running off on us. That's how he got lost in the woods the first time. Oh, oh, okay. (sighs) Odette, maybe we find some alternative solutions than just tying him up, you know? You might not appreciate that. Odette, can you please roll a bluff check for me? Absolutely. Thank you. Twelve. Abner kind of eyes you up and down and nods. Uh-huh. Well then, if you lot suppose that you're going to be spending the night here, which would probably be significantly more comfortable than outside, there are a few processes that you will have to go through first. So, please, if you could, make your way to this room to my left. Which is to your right, as he is currently facing you. The processes. Oh, we have to go through, what is this, the Bureau of Oscillation? It's probably just processing, you know, making sure we're not criminals or anything. Oh, that is probably true. I'm just not sure. All I heard is uh, uh, Earl said that he had to go through that. So I was just curious. Daniel is going to go to where uh, Abner is pointing. Greg is already on his way there. Some of you walking into the room, which Abner is directing you towards. Abner does address Odette's comment directly. You won't find any extensions of any of those government branches in any facilities in here, ma'am. Oh, so that's the government. I have never heard of them. Except for just recently, actually. So that is not true then. I'm sorry, I have heard of them, but not until recently. Where'd you lot say you were from again? I am from overseas. Well, 
I'm from overseas too, actually. Uh-huh. Well, technically, if we're on the North American server, I'm not from overseas. I'm from down south. Hmm. I'd be down south and overseas, I think. So you are all seafarers? What do you do in this far inland, and how'd you make it across in these weather? With a boat, actually. <laughs> we made one from a tree. Uh, a very simple boat. We almost died. Honestly, we had no oars until the very last second when Daniel made an oar appear out of nowhere. Well, it was a shovel. <laughs> yeah. We're quite the resourceful bunch. Uh-huh. Daniel is going to send a message to Odette and tell her to stop being so literal because these are NPCs and they don't understand how magic works. NPCs understand how magic works. If they see it and you explain it to them, she just says this out loud. Sorry, she talks to herself a lot. Uh, you get used to it after a while. Sometimes she talks to a dragon too, but I understand. Sometimes I'll talk to Jerry. Anyway, what do we need to do? We got papers to sign or something? I don't really have a pen on me. I have pencil. Just step right this way. Okay. Oh, Indiana, where are you? Did he come inside or is he still outside? He's on your shoulder. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I didn't realize he came down from the window. Yeah, he came back from the window. Okay. He was very spooked. Oh, Oh, Indiana, there you are. Sometimes I forget you're on my shoulders since you're so light. It's a very strange sensation. So she starts going in, talking to him. I'll be right with y'all in a moment. Just don't go nowhere. And you all make your way into what seems to be a small living room. There's a large couch and two tanned hide chairs, each having a fur throw on the back of them, and littering the floor there are a number of fur rugs. A dark pine coffee table is in the center of all of the furniture, which is comfortably within the aura of a bustling fireplace, from which a chimney rises but vanishes into the next floor. In the corner, as you enter, you do also notice that there is a woman in a rocking chair. She is humming softly to herself as she appears to be patching something. Oh, well, this is just lovely, honestly. It's very homey. Oh. Very well done. The architecture is smart as well. So Odette will slowly make her way over towards the woman sitting in the chair and listens very closely to the song and begins trying to hum along with her after listening for a while. As you uh, approach the woman, um, you do begin catching a portion of her tune, though it is not familiar to you. But as you begin to linger there for a little while, you hear footsteps behind you, and you notice that Earl is in the doorway, which you just entered from, and he addresses you. Now go on, get. You don't be bothering Miss Cassidy now. Hmm? Oh I'm... no, it's quite alright. I don't mind. I appreciate the company. It's been far too long since anyone's been here. Oh, well hi, Miss Cassidy. Would you like to be called Miss Cassidy or just Cassidy? Uh, Miss Johnson will do. Alright. I hope Abner isn't too much of a pain. He's rather stringent, but it is assuring our safety. Oh, oh no, he's been quite welcoming. Yeah, he's fine. Um, my name is Greg Shaw. It's lovely to meet you. I love the place. It's very nice. Um, you sh you should introduce yourself as well. I'm Daniel. Nice to meet you as well. So I have a question. Um, so let me ask you, what is that tune that you're humming? Is it something from around here? Is it the local thing? Hmm, I suppose it is a local song. Uh -huh. I never quite caught the words, but it's something individuals would hum from time to time. It is quite lovely. I enjoyed it very much. I know that, by the way. Hmm. I'm Cassidy, uh, though most people call me Mrs. Johnson. 
Oh, well, actually, that's not right. Most people call me Cassidy nowadays, I suppose. Oh, did your husband die? Oh, uh, no, Abner just stepped away. It's, oh, so he is your husband. It, I was thinking that. It's just that there are so few people here. Everyone is quite familiar with one another. And we mostly just go by first names. Does that make Earl like your son? That'd be a very strange son, actually. I don't think that's correct. Um, I'm Craig Shaw. You can call me whatever you want. If anything, I like to think of myself as an estranged uncle, but I have no blood relation. I can see you fitting that role very well. Also, Uncle Earl. <laughs> Complidus. <laughs> Maybe that's a bit too much, Odette. I think it's fine. He's not complained yet. <laughs> Greg just looks uh, somewhat concerned. All right, now, y'all get up on the wall over there to the right. Oh, is this for a mugshot? I've never had one of these. She goes up to the wall. Well, I hope we wouldn't be getting mugged. <laughs> Greg also follows. Yeah, Daniel goes up to the wall as well. How, how close are you all standing to one another? Um, arms reach, I'd say. Yeah, probably about three-ish feet, something like that. Oh, that is in the middle. All right, everybody. Spread your legs, arms out. Oh, so we are being mugged. No, I think this is that thing that the kids have been doing. Um, well, I think it's your age range. They do it after they, like, kill an enemy or to quote-unquote intimidating. It's called T-posing. <sighs> what did they... T-posing. Greg, Greg T-poses as instructed. Daniel does as well. Spread your legs slightly further. Oh, okay. I don't think it's very ladylike for me to spread my legs. May I stand a little bit closer? Fine. Thank you very much. But she'll raise her arms up. And you see as he approaches with some sort of blinking metal rod, and he goes and kind of hovers over your limbs and over various body parts, both in front and behind of you, making note. And as he moves, occasionally there is a beeping sound as the light changes color. Oh, oh my gosh. It's just like those little badoopadoopas the TSA agents have. I never knew what they were really called. What did they call? Uh, metal detectors, right? Oh, is that what they do? Unless yes. they're bomb detectors. What would happen if you waited over Earl? I mean, Uncle Earl. I'm sorry. Greg once again looks concerned. Daniel is just looking concerned at all times at this point. All right. Well, looks like you're not carrying anything alarming on your personage. If you would. Go ahead, just take a seat on the couch. I have a couple of brief questions. Please do answer truthfully, or else this may not go the way you like it. Is this a little questionnaire? Get to know you. I love icebreakers. It might be hard to break the ice in this weather, <laughs> but I'm, I'm okay with it. I think he reacts badly to your puns more than to my laughter and jokes. No, I'm kidding. You are fine. Greg looks disheartened, a little bit sad, and then perks himself back up. Okay. Odette goes over to the seating area where she was directed to. She sits, placing both of her palms on top of her knees and sits very ladylike. Daniel is going to sit down next to her on the couch very warmly and properly and just wanting to make Abner not hate them. Greg leisurely lounges on the couch, a little bit offside, a little crooked, just very at home comfy. He's in his socks. He's got a fire. He's he's good. Abner pulls up a stool and seems to place the strange beeping metal rod on the mantel place above the fire and then sits down before you on an opposite side facing the lot of you 
So he would be right in front of the fire as you are facing the fireplace. Mm-hmm. Creates a little bit of an ominous lighting. Huh? So what all would you say you were doing in these parts again? Ah, well, one, we're here to retrieve our friend, uh, Mr. Storm Chaser, Stormbreaker. Um, as well as maybe help you guys with your wolf problem, like kind of exterminators. <laughs> Interesting. So you come to a trapper's lodge, presuming they need assistance with wild animals. Well, yeah, we were told you need assistance. It was a quest. Who told you this exactly? A request. The world. Um, a man named Dragon. He's the head of a guild, uh, and we take kind of odd jobs on. I like helping people. There was a boss that we had to answer to. We get paid to help. Mm. You said be honest. I'm being very honest. Your honesty is appreciated, but your information is immensely concerning. What relation do you have to the individual, and how much do you know of them? We know that he might be potentially dangerous and that we are supposed to bring him back alive. Uh, that's our friend. He is potentially dangerous. That is why I say we tie him up. I believe he was talking about Mr. Draken, our employer. Was he? No, I was talking about the individual in the bed upstairs. Oh, okay. She was right. I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, Well, uh, basically, he's Draken's friend, from what I can get. Um, And we were sent here to pick him up because Draken, he found out that he was in trouble. Well, that does not answer any further. Thinking... I guess I'm supposed to lie. This isn't a lie. None of this is a lie. Greg is being completely truthful. Well, I suppose it's none of my business, but I will say the individual upstairs is in no condition to be out and about, especially in this weather. That's okay. We came prepared for that. We got a a way of a swift travel. We heard he was not well, so we, we should be able to help him. I have a way to heal him. She raises her hand and then places it down very slowly, realizing she's been speaking out of turn too much. Oh, that's okay. Um, well, we don't know if that will actually heal him. Also, we're just, we don't really want him staying here, being in your guy's hair. We kind of want to get him back home, safe and sound, to his friend, if you know what I mean. I want to get paid. Yes, technically we're getting paid for this, but we are helping actual people, Odette. I think that's the important thing here. Indeed. You say actual people like that is a real thing. Okay, yes, we are helping real people in real circumstances. Yes. Roll your bluff as I know your character does not believe this. 17. Well, I certainly do hope you have a way of aiding him. You notice as the woman speaks up from the corner. I've been tending to his illness for quite some time, but his fever hasn't broken. There were... A number of bite marks on his body, but those have all since healed and have begun a scabbing and scarring process, but his illness is not broken, no matter what attempt I try at antibiotics. Oh, it is probably magical then. But I have a question for you. When did these wolves appear? Eh, wolves? They've always been out in the forest. Yes, but all the ones that are surrounding here seem like they are very organized, like they are plotting to attack you at any moment. They do seem very smart, the wolves, I would say. They've been here about as long as he has, I must say. Oh, I understand what's going on here. She looks over at Greg and Daniel. They're probably after him. Exactly, they're after him. If we take our friend away from here, they will probably go away. Actually, that might be a good assessment, really. Huh, we get him on our way. That's kind of like a win-win scenario. Yeah. 
I'd say we rest up for tonight, though, guys. We've had a bit of a day. <laughs> oh, yes, definitely. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We can rest, and then we can teleport out of here. A teleport is a fancy way of saying transportation. Again, Greg is being very truthful with everything he's saying. He's being not really sneaky, but he's being meticulous with the way he words things, and he is trying to cover for Odette. All right, well, I don't have any reason not to trust your story. Thus far, you don't seem like you have any association with any of the bureaus, so... So the bureaus are bad guys? Depends on who you ask, but from my experience, they're not well liked. Oh. Especially around these parts. Oh, Do they come around here a lot, or uh, do they mostly stay out of your way? Uh, they don't bother us. Hopefully they don't know where we are, and I'd like to keep it that way. Then we won't tell anyone. Appreciate it. There should be plenty of spare rooms upstairs. So, for the evening, you can lodge up here and just make your way out in the morning. If you need, Earl can blow you a path through the wolves as long as you're unfast enough. They're normally disoriented. All right. Thank you so much for your hospitality. I know we can't came unannounced, so you're being very reasonable and it's, it's appreciated. Thank you. Yeah, seriously. Thank you. I have another question. Odette, maybe it's time to stop with the questions. We've badgered them enough, okay? Yeah, it's getting late. Why Greg will look at you with a somewhat intensity of don't. Daniel will also join Greg in this intense look of please stop. Do I need to roll intimidate for this? You may. Are we intimidating Odette? That's what it sounds like, doesn't it? Okay. Odette begins to open her mouth. So the question that they have... Uh, da, da, da. It's a 30 for me. Damn, six. Nice job, Daniel. Uh, Odette, does, uh, you would be shaken, technically. Okay. Not stirred, but you can still speak, are you? Uh, why don't we go up to our room? I don't know why my friends are trying to hurt me emotionally, but I will say this. Why are there four pairs of shoes and there are only three of you that I've seen? Is those Are those Storm Chaser shoes? Oh, no. Uh, one of those would probably be the Jeroboam's. That's a, that's an interesting name. Also, it's a it's a lodge, Odette. They, they probably have other people lodging here. I don't understand why you get so upset when I ask questions. Or well, sometimes you ask very invasive, impersonal questions to people you're not familiar with, and generally that's considered impolite. Okay, but how are we supposed to get answers and information if we don't ask questions? We ask you... politely, Odette. Uh, anyone interested could roll a perception check. Okay, so... What I'm saying, though, is, okay, okay, I can change this. Whose shoes are those, please? She she already said that. 32 on the perception, by okay. the way. Um, I'll give it to Daniel because he wasn't really a part of the conversation. Um, everyone else would probably be distracted. You can give me a total, but you'll be at negatives because um, you were conversing. I'm sorry. 14 plus 18 is... So 36. 30, 36. That's still very good. 13. Very nice. Um, seeing as Odette and Greg were locked in conversation, Daniel was the only one to really see the bulk of this. Greg, you do notice that it appears as if Abner walked over to Cassidy. Uh, but Daniel, you managed to overhear a bit of their conversation where it appears as if Abner is questioning why there is not a fifth pair of shoes over by the bench. And it seems to get very frustrated, uh, aggravated uh, in some way, uh, storms off and does appear to be attempting to exit the lodge. Oh, uh, what, what's going on there? Daniel's going to say this quietly to Greg uh, and say it appears they're missing someone. Oh, that's not good. Um, Miss Johnson, uh, 
Is there a problem? No, not particularly. Uh, it's just Olivia stepped out for a bit, uh, and Abner can be a little protective. Is that his daughter? Uh, indeed. She's a bit of a free spirit. If it oh. is his daughter, doesn't that mean that it's your daughter as well? Yes. Yes, it Okay. Does. Your question was weird, Greg. I'm not sure why we would ask it that way. See? This is why you ask more invasive questions. Please. Uh, well, <sighs> she's using please now, so that's a improvement. <laughs> I do understand being concerned. I have a daughter of my own, uh, and she is a bit of a free spirit, but um, so is her dad, so we get along great. Uh, I understand the concern, and I'll let him deal with his daddy-daughter business then. That wouldn't really be my place to intrude. <laughs> All right, well, I suppose I'll show you to your rooms, as Abner says that you people can stay here. Oh, oh can you show me the Storm Chaser, please? I don't know who the Storm Chaser is. Unconscious man. We do have one of those around here, so yes. I guess I can take him there. Yeah, it uh, might be good for us to check in our friend's condition be before we go to bed, you know? Yeah. To be careful, I have attempted to make the room as sterile as possible to avoid any infections, but I, I suppose brief visitations could be allotted, as most of his wounds are bandaged. We'll just poke our head in. I will detect magic before entering. Thank you for the warning. Does, does he notice that, um... Can I perception or, I don't know, would Greg notice if Miss Johnson looks like any type of weird at Odette's mention of magic? Uh, everyone has been more or less sending strange glances her way, but no one seemed to mention anything and has opted to not vocalize their confusion or uncomfortableness. Okay. Noted. Earl uh, takes you outside of this room back into the hallway and it begins escorting you to the staircase, which you saw him shout up uh, before meeting Abner. Making your way up to the second floor, you see another equally as long hallway, which seems to have four doors on either side of it. Uh, so presumably there are eight rooms and he begins walking you down the hall. All your rooms will be to the left. All right. Uh, wait, just... Just for a uh, future reference, which one is uh, our friend in, Mr. Unconscious Man? <laughs> All your rooms are going to be on the left-hand side. And your friend over there, he's the first door on the left. Oh, all right. Thank you. We'll keep that in mind. We haven't dealt with his folk in quite some time. It was surprised to see one in this area. What do you mean by his folk? And he uh, opens the door, and you guys can look in. Uh, roll perceptions? Sure. Before I go in, I would also like to detect magic on the room. Sure. And she'd be focusing the whole um, time. 24 for perception. 26 for perception. Also a 26 on my perception. Odette, as you detect magic, you sense a moderately strong aura emanating from the person laying on the bed before you. As everyone walks in, uh, it's small, but it seems quite comfortable. Opposing the entrance, there's a single French window cut into the logging exterior of the walls. To the right, up against the wall, there's a large wooden armoire, and to your left, on the other side of the room, there is a twin bed laden with fur blankets, which there appears to be an individual underneath. Hmm. Getting a better look at him, you notice that there is a man with a warm reddish-brown complexion with long, stark white hair. He has a pained expression evidenced by his contorting face and the constant sweat dripping down from the side of his forehead. 
and it seems as if whatever he was carrying with him when he came here was placed beside him, either resting on top of the nightstand or directly beside it. You can see that there's a white winter parka made out of some form of animal skin, and resting atop it seems to be a single white feather. Next to the stand, there is a bow and a quiver full of arrows sat upright leaning. Ah, hmm. Can I uh, use Knowledge Arcano to see if I can identify what school of magic? Uh, Jume. 28 on my Knowledge Arcana. You can tell that it appears to be of the Abjuration school of magic. Ah, well, that must be his stuff on the table. Ton of dresser out there. We might want to make sure we take that uh, with us. That would be very respectful. In the morning. Odette, inspecting the individual further, seems like uh, the individual does have very long hair. His bangs seem to cover his eyes, and he seems to have sideburns or strands of his hair on his side, which go down all the way to his collarbone, but the hair in his back seems to go all the way down well past the sheets where you can see him. Oh, he's close to being like a Native American in his game. Greg kind of whispers a little bit to Daniel. I don't really know if that... Is offensive or not? From what little I know about this character, I think he'd kill us regardless. Oh, well, uh, uh, Greg will pull out of uh, the doorway where they were all peeking in and say, well, I think it might be time to uh, hit the hay, as they do say, or, you know, just lie down on a bed and go to sleep. All right. Sounds good to me. Give me just a second. And you see as Earl runs down the hall, but opens a door, doesn't go fully in it. His head is still poking out of the door, and you hear him as it sounds like he's reaching for something. Yeah, get over here. And you occasionally hear like the scooting of wood on wood. Yeah, oh, almost got it. Come on, big toe. You can reach it. Oh, there it is. Okay. And you see as he pulls out a wooden stool. All right, now you lot, each one of you can take one of the doors on the left. What is that for? It's my sitting stool. The stool I sit on. Oh. Okay. okay. And it appears as if he has positioned his stool in the back of the hallway, directly in the center, uh, where he has a complete view of the entire hallway and all of the doors, and he's just sitting there. Don't, don't get. Odette is still in the room, observing. Odette, it's time to leave the Don't, don't, don't worry. I have got this. Don't worry about it. We're all good. I am going Uh, to worry about it a lot. Well, the thing is, I respect you and your decisions. However, you being in the same room as uh, a man who is potentially magical and also unconscious doesn't exactly make me feel comfortable. Okay, so be uncomfortable. I will be all right. I promise he is unconscious and I am awake. Yes, that is the problem here. Would you rather me be unconscious and he awake? Well, uh, 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 I, I think she, I, I think Greg would rather you not be in here. I think he'd rather you be in your bed. Why? Well, the man needs his rest, and also you need your rest. We need to, you know, uh, get ready for tomorrow. I am perfectly awake right now. I am ready. I must study some things. I yeah. need to make notes in my journal. Well, why don't you study in your own room? It's kind of impolite to intrude in someone's space. I know? don't like the way you're talking to me, Greg. I am old enough to be alone with the man in his room. Well, uh, I'm sure you are, and I do apologize if what I said came off as rude. I'm just trying to kind of be respectful to everyone. Um, I, You know what? I'll let you do you. It's okay. Um, Just uh, be careful. Play nice. Um. I will be fine. You have to trust me a little bit more. I am not a child. 
Daniel will think to himself, I will not trust you any farther than I can throw you, which is not very far. Well, uh, Greg looks a little bit disheartened. Well, I'm gonna... I'll, I'll leave you alone. I'm sorry if I was a bit too intrusive. I know you're old enough, and I know I'm not... I know I'm not there. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll, I'll go to my room now. You see, you see tears start to well up in his eyes, and he heads off. He feels like you've been pushing him away, just like everyone else has in his life. Well, not in his life, just like everyone else has in this game so far. That man is like my sister. He cries too easily. And Greg goes to his room for the evening. And you notice that Earl is just sitting there on the stool, rocking back and forth. Hmm. Indiana? Yes? Can I help you with... Okay, I need you to write this down. Ah, sure. You have a pen. She hands him a pen. Thank you. He grabs it with his tail, wrapping his tail around it. All right. Dear diary. Dear diary. Today. Today. We arrived at the first. Is that one word or two words? Like today. Hold on. If we're writing this in English, it is. Hey, I think it's regardless. Three words. Three words. No, I'm kidding. It is only one word. Oh, I okay. know English enough. Today. We arrived at the Fur Bearer's Tannery. We arrived at the Fur. How do you best, boy? I'm very confused. Which bearer are we doing? Is it like a bearer, like a earlier bear than most? Odette will sit down with Indiana in the room with the man and instruct him how to write. And she will take as long as it takes <laughs> to write down this diary entry. As opposed to writing it down herself. Yes. Brilliant. I would like to mention, when Greg walked away, he intentionally left the door wide open. <laughs> it takes about 10 minutes for you to finish this diary entry with uh, explaining all the nuances of how writing works and the various different words, which are a little confusing. Okay, I like that you wrote Mikasa here. That is correct. Oh, thank you. There we go. So now we have some Spanglish going on. Oh, wait. Odette opens up her menu and begins messaging Draken. We found the man. He is here unconscious. Okay, so like I instructed you, he would be. Yes. Congratulations. I am keeping an eye on him. The others would not let me. They argued that I shouldn't and they don't trust me. But I want you to know I am keeping an eye on him. Appreciated. Now, if you could get him back to me, that would be more helpful. They want to sleep the night here. Fair enough, I guess, even though you could spend the night in your own beds wherever you reside after you just teleport back to me and you could finish the quest today. Uh, Odette just messages back. I do not have any power to tell them what to do. They don't listen. So I, if you do want us to come back today, then you tell them to do that. I am just here doing your mission. I mean, if you can't convince them to do otherwise, you could just teleport them back and then collect the entire reward by yourself. Oh, that would be very rude. Well, I mean, I would give you three persons worth of stuff. That wouldn't be fair. They did help us help me to get here. Us. No, he helped, they helped us to get here. Well, so. then you can just redistribute whatever you think's fair to them afterwards if they complain. Problem solved. Hmm. I will consider this. Where am I going to drop this off? Just send him back to the inn where we first met. Would Daniel have... Well, I never said Daniel left. <laughs> you would notice that... Uh, would you have stayed there the entire ten minutes Odette is trying to write a diary entry with her pseudo-dragon? Daniel is not the most trusting person. Fair enough. Uh, like, so... after everything that has occurred, he's like, I am not going to let anything happen as long as I can help it. Uh, so then you would notice that after she is done 
conversing, uh, presumably to her dragon, where you only hear one half of the conversation. Uh, you know she closes her book, but it does appear like as she is messaging someone in the game interface. Of course, you can't see the interface she's interacting with, but you see her, like, typing at the air. Daniel is going to be polite and let her finish her conversation because he doesn't want to annoy her. Okay. I will think about this, and uh, if I decide to teleport to you before, if I can't convince them, I will let you know so we can meet at the tavern. Perfectly fine. Just please don't dilly-dally. I will try not to. She closes the UI and then settles back down against a wall. Ah, finished. So, were you teaching your dragon? Uh, or is that what you call it, a dragon? Oh my gosh, Daniel, I didn't know you were still here. Apparently I'm invisible and silent. He's just been standing out the door that's been left wide open. For 10 minutes. Well, probably 15 at this point. Daniel, that's a bit creepy. Why are you watching me write in my journal? I've had a long day and an even longer month. I am not acting normally. Also, Earl's watching you too. Earl's watching me watch her. This is cyclical, I feel. You guys need help. You need a lot of help. That is, yes. Yes, that is the understatement of the century. Okay. Well, can I help you, Daniel? Um... What have your observation been on the status of our currently unconscious friend here? Well, he is unconscious and there is magic. Oh, well, that might make stabilizing him interesting. Yes, I have nothing with me in order to fix that. I don't have any removed curse. I don't have anything like that. I don't even know if he's under a curse. I don't know why he's unconscious. Yeah, then... You're a cleric, Daniel! I am indeed a cleric, and I did take healing spells today, but Draken also didn't want us to make him conscious again, so we should probably not risk anything. Okay. I was just wondering if you had a way to identify what was affecting him. So that way, when we get back, Draken has less work, and maybe he will be more grateful to us. I didn't take that spell today, if that even is a spell clerics can take. I certainly know I didn't take it. You probably can. I am not a cleric. I am an arcanist. So what are you going to spend your third or so of the money on? I have not decided yet, because I am not asking for money. But I am asking for an artifact. In fact, I want to find a legendary artifact. So what artifact are you? asking for. I'm not exactly sure, but I really hope they have this sword in the stone here. If we find a legendary artifact, maybe we can find a legendary hero. And if we find a legendary hero, we can maybe get out of this game. I haven't heard of that story, honestly. It is not a story, Daniel. It is a legend. And she gives like this really like, she gives a blissful look off to the side, like looking at the camera of her life. Question, GM. How many minutes has it been since Greg left? Probably about a solid 15 to 20 minutes. Okay. Greg comes out of his room holding a little, what looks like a handmade envelope with what you can assume to be a letter inside and starts walking towards the first door to the left. Yep. He has his head down at first, but then he looks up and sees that everybody else is still awake and about. And he quickly hides the letter behind his back and goes, oh, I didn't know everybody would still be up. Uh... Hi. It's not that late. Well, I, I thought we were going to bed a while ago. I don't sleep easily. Why would we go to bed? What time is it, GM? 
Yeah, you guys got here around about sunset, so it's still relatively early in the evening, though it is dark now. So it's probably a safe bet would be around about 8 p.m. But for an early riser like Greg, that is relatively late, and you would be turning in for the night normally. Oh, Odette, have you talked with Draken recently or anything? No. Roll bluff. 20 total. Nice. Okay, so that would most definitely... Wait. You sense motive. If you are suspicious, you would sense motive. Daniel probably would be because he probably doesn't really trust Odette. Yeah, fair enough. Odette really hasn't given him much of a reason to. (laughs) And Daniel is, like, at this point still, like, obviously quite traumatized from his whole ordeal in effectively hell. That is a 9, so Daniel's sense motive is a 26. So you can tell that Odette is attempting to lie straight to your face. But she seems very confident about it for some reason. (laughs) (laughs) So can Daniel lie about... Knowing that she's lying? You may roll bluff, and if okay. uh, Odette is uh, so curious as to, she can roll sense motive. Okay, I was just curious. Um, so, Odette, do you think we can just move the unconscious man tonight instead, because we still have our teleportation charge that I completely forgot about? I'm sorry, it's just been a Oh, long... for the scrolls? That's okay. Yeah, we probably could. However, if you want to uh, help this place out, we could also fight the wolves in the morning and get XP. Greg walks closer, and this, uh, by now, he has hidden the uh, the letter in, like, the back of his shirt um, so that he can ha- use both hands and be less suspicious. Anyway. Mmm, um, suspicioso. Well, actually, we could totally do both. Uh, we could uh, take him back to uh, the inn where we met Draken, um, but we could also just teleport here in the morning to gain that XP, because that is probably a good bit. Yeah, might even get some nice furs out of the deal. So that is a bad idea, and here is why. And, and that's not to Wait. say it is a bad idea, but teleport scrolls are very iffy. If I, for example, messed up on teleporting us... Odette, we can use our teleport crystals now that we've been at the fur bearer's tannery. Does it show up on our map? She pulls it up. Yes. Uh, it does not appear as if it is a location which you can teleport to on your map. Hmm. It's kind of out in the middle of nowhere. It doesn't even show up as a registered location. It just kind of blends in with the rest of the woods. I think this is a special event location, so it will not let us teleport here with teleport crystals. We'd have to use the scrolls, which means if we use the scrolls, we have a chance of landing within 900 miles. Okay. Still easy fix. We use our teleport crystals to go back to floor 10 on that in that village. It'll just teleport us to the village and not the inn. Okay. That's like 10 feet away from the entrance of the village. That is true. You could do that. Is that what we want to do? I think so. Oh, okay. And we'll just uh, come back here in the morning? Yeah. Ooh, I wonder if they're magical wolves. If they drop magical items, like a magical fur or something, I don't know. Yeah, I truthfully have no idea. Hmm. So, again, I see a problem with the argument that you are making here. I'm I'm not arguing with you. I'm not. I swear. He puts his hands up kind of defensively. I'm not trying to argue with you. I'm merely explaining, uh, well, try, trying to provide other solutions. She well, looks very confused by his reaction. Are you okay? Uh, Do you need to talk to somebody, Greg? Oh, no, he's fine. I already talked to, to Jerry. Um, uh, uh, Odette, honestly, I think everyone who's been in this game for as long as we have is going to need a lot of therapy after this. 
Well, probably. What 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 is your problem with the uh, using the teleport crystals to the um to the floor ten and then teleporting here with the scrolls? What what what's the issue with that? I feel like you misunderstood what I said. If we teleport back here with a teleport scroll, we cannot necessarily come back directly to this place. We might end up nine hundred miles away. How? I'm not quite sure how teleport scrolls work, but that doesn't seem quite right. It is called magic, and sometimes it stinks. Then, I think before, when we were talking to the magic guy, you said that you need to see the place, or like, vividly remember it, is that right? Yes, however, I will tell you the secret to all of this. This game is a bunch of ones and zeros, and sometimes those zeros get crossed. Okay, well, luckily when we come back, we'll be together, and we can just... I I can navigate us back to where this is if we do teleport in a wrong place, but, um... The second problem to your argument is using teleport crystals to go back to the Yenemut. And here is why. Okay. This is NBC. She gestures to the man in the bed. We are people. This is NBC. We are people. Do you see what I'm saying here? This is NBC. Oh, why? Well, uh, also, another question... For you this time, Odette, he kind of smirks when he says that. How many teleport crystal? I'm um, sorry, <laughs> not crystals. Uh, how many teleport scrolls do we have left? We have four. We have not used them yet. That you do understand that it's not per person, right? I completely understand. So we use, I say, we use one to get to Yenimut, right? We get to Yenimut with the guy, because all we have to do is touch him. Two. We use one to get back here. There's two scrolls. That's two scrolls used. We still have two left. That's if we used them both. Yes, I'm aware. Okay. You don't use magic very much. No, not not much. Uh, um, oh, Daniel, am I missing something here? Am I missing something here? We use one to get to Yenimut with the guy, one to get back here. That's only two out of four that have been used. Am I missing something, Daniel? I- is there another problem that I'm not aware of? GM... He's asking Daniel. I I know. I'm I'm. You could roll an knowledge arcana. If if you Daniel the person don't know what Emily the person is or Odette the character is trying to get at, uh, you could roll a knowledge arcana to see if your character would know, and I could fill you in to what I perceive to be what she is getting at. I rolled a twenty. Nice. Okay, so um, what I believe Odette or M is attempting to state is not the fact that we don't have enough scrolls. She's trying to say that when casting the teleportation spell, the GM, being me, rolls a D100, and depending on the outcome of that D100, there could be what is known as a teleportation mishap, which can transport you up to the uh, closest location, which would potentially be up to 900 miles away. So Odette is saying if you are using a teleportation scroll twice, I believe, right? Uh, if you're rolling a teleportation scroll twice, you're twice as likely to have a mishap happen because you're rolling the event twice. Okay. Okay, so do you want us to instead we'll use the scroll to get back to Yenemut and then we will teleport with our crystals as close to here as we possibly can? Okay, so... Let me try and break this down a little more. Okay, so we don't need to teleport right now. There is no reason to if we are going to come back here. Because if something happens when we use the teleport scroll the first time, we've got to deal with that situation carrying this man, right? Okay. um, That takes more time. And if we leave this place for too long, these people could be in trouble. Okay. Well, um, 
I see that. Well, our mission really here is just to take this guy back to Yenimut. You're right? the one that said we had to help these people. Which one is it, I Greg? didn't say we have to. I just said we can. It's an option, Odette. And we don't necessarily have to come back. We don't necessarily have to kill all the wolves. If is it is it nice? Does it give a lot of XP? Probably. Is it part of the event quest? Yes. But our current mission is to bring this guy back to Yenimut. And uh, I don't know what the problem is with the teleportation skulls. If there's a chance for a mishap is what I'm thinking. She's worried that we could end up very far away from where we actually want to. We could also fall into a volcano if that's within 900 miles. Okay. That's highly unlikely, but yes, theoretically possible. Uh, Well, we have four. So why don't we use those four attempts that we can have to get this guy back to Yenimo? Getting back to here isn't really our main objective currently. And also, I don't think would be that difficult to do, considering we got here once before in a pretty reasonable amount of time. Wait a moment, I lied. Oh. We have three scrolls left. I used one to get to that tree. And Anuksaruk. Anuksaruk. Okay, three scrolls. I still like the odds that we have currently. Your math is very fun. I like it. So, Odette, do you have a better idea as to how we do this? I have already said what I thought. If you want to go back to the town of Yenomut, we can. However, it is nighttime here, which means it is likely nighttime there. So far, most of the daytime cycles have translated to floors. Okay. That's... I'm sorry. I don't uh, understand. uh, I'm sorry. Wait, what? (laughs) It seems that the floors have a corresponding day and night cycle. So it is nighttime here. It is nighttime there. If we teleport right now and we end up 900 miles away, let's say that we end up in a forest somewhere where there are more wolves and we are carrying this man, which seems to attract wolves. I understand why. Oh, (laughs) I'm sorry. So I'm a, I'm a bit confused. Do we want to take him back tonight or do we want to take him back in the morning? I was under the impression you guys wanted to do it tonight. No, you said to you tomorrow. I said I stay in this room and I write in my diary. And that is what I've done. Oh, okay. Um, so are we waiting till tomorrow to, to teleport him back to Yenema? Is that what we're okay with? I'm fine with that. That is what my suggestion is, because if we teleport now, we could be in danger. Because- okay, well, I, I think your suggestion is is good. Um, I think your suggestion was fine the first time. Daniel, you get a message. <laughs> it appears as if it's from Draken. And it's going to open the message and see what Draken has said. What's taking you guys so long? I heard that you've already found the person. Disagreements upon which when we want to leave. As your employer, uh, preferably as soon as possible. Okay, that's what I figured, but Odette is both arguing for leaving now and leaving later in the morning. It's kind of topsy-turvy, to put it. seems like a person with a lot on her mind. That is a shockingly polite statement from you, I must say. All right, well, I don't expect it, because that would mean I expect anything from you, but I certainly do hope that you'll be able to bring me this person this evening. Okay, sounds good. And Daniel's going to close the chat box. Daniel, I don't mean this in a rude way. Your forehead's wrinkled again. That tells me you might have been talking to Draken. 
Daniel rubs his forehead, not realizing that's what he does when he talks to Draken. Well, uh, you look like you're about to poop yourself. I don't know why. Well, it's more of you look like you're uh, in a mixture of emotions. It's pain? No, it's just pain. I should say, as the player, Daniel, that Daniel, the character, doesn't actually mind Draken too much. They seem to somewhat get along oddly. Uh, so Draken wants the man tonight. Specifically tonight. Ah, so Draken is a man of the night. In his own words, he does not expect it, but he wants it. Okay. All right. Okay, so Draken wants it tonight. Yes, that's correct. He is a man of the night. Oh. <laughs> I think he just likes things done quickly and efficiently. Well, see, it's still... I'll propose another idea we could go with. We also could still wait till morning. Um, But if we do use all three of our teleport scrolls and we still don't make it close to... uh Yenemut. Yenemut, thank you. Pronunciation's weird. And if we still don't make it close to Yenemut, we can use my little dad den... Uh, we, we'd be pretty safe in there until morning, and then we could head out to Yenemut in the morning. Yeah, that sounds fair to me. And Draken will be slightly less displeased with us. I say less displeased because the man is never happy about anything, it seems. Oh, well, that seems like a bit of a psychological problem. I don't question it because that would be unwise. Also a bit rude, but anyway... Um, <laughs> Daniel is thinking to herself, yes, yes, we know how that goes. Also, Odette, if you really wanted to come back here tomorrow morning or even in a couple of days, um, you could get some more teleport scrolls from that Draken guy. I mean, from what I understand, we're being paid pretty handsomely. <laughs> kind of like that man over there, handsomely. Oh, Greg, I didn't know you felt that way. Uh, I, I can appreciate another man's attractiveness without being attracted to him. I said I don't did not know you felt that way. It's more of an observation than a feeling. Anyway, Daniel is confused. Oh, that is also very confused. We so know. is Greg. Somehow we're all <laughs> confused. I don't know. I know exactly what's going on here. <laughs> Do, uh, please enlighten us. I'm sorry. I got very distracted by a thought I had in my head. What is the plan? So we're going to use the teleport scrolls, however many it takes, to get to uh, Yenimut, to get our objective, and he gestures over to the man, to Yenimut. If we don't, if there is a mishap uh, with all three of the scrolls. Okay, so we want to go tonight is what you're saying. Yes, that seems like what we are being requested to do, as Daniel said. You give a lot of explanation. Just say next time we could go tonight. And I'm like, okay, we can do that. Okay, we go tonight. If we don't get close to Yenemut, we can use my dad den and it'll keep us relatively safe. Can I roll a heel check on this man? What are you attempting to determine? Determine if he is stable enough to be transported in any way. Just in case we have to move him. He's not physically. currently dying. He is. Uh, yeah, you can roll uh, kill track. Sixteen. He doesn't have the dying condition, whether or not his body is slowly withering away. To the state of his imminent demise is of a another question. Arguably, you can tell that he is very ill and probably should stay in a uh, 
non-hostile environment. Okay. Hopefully we do not get attacked. If we get attacked, we are in trouble. That is putting it mildly, but I don't think you can be attacked in the middle of a teleportation. No, I meant when we land somewhere. Well, if we don't land in or near the town, we'll try again. Well, actually, it'd be better if we check the mini-map, see how close we are, and then try again. Anyway, uh, are, are, is everyone ready to go, actually? Not really, but I guess we can. I'm ready. I got everything I need. I'm, I'm ready. Daniel's ready. So, since you're going to be casting the spell, whenever you're ready, Odette, we'll go in and... Greg will go into the room and grab Den's stuff. I'm, I'm just holding it for him so he has his stuff when he wakes up. Greg somewhat kind of awkwardly touches Den. Are we ready to go? I don't know if you should be the one touching him. You're the one that was like, oh, I observed this man who's handsome. Whatever. Daniel, makes- you touch him. Okay. Well, whatever makes you more comfortable, I guess. Okay. Um, Daniel will reach over and touch him. That is right, Daniel. You're in the right place. Greg will grasp Daniel's shoulder. I, uh, Jerry is still on Greg's shoulders, but he's he's kind of like slumped over, kind of napping. Okay. Um. So Odette will pull out one of the teleportation scrolls and walk over, and she will also place. Uh, she will kind of like lean across Den while holding the scroll to make sure everyone is kind of like touching. Sure. All right, and she'll begin casting the spell. As you begin casting the spell of teleportation, uh, you begin visualizing your location. Your intended location, I should say. But for some reason, it seems hazy, as if you're meeting some resistance. As... She closes the scroll. There is trouble. Whoa, whoa. What went wrong? I'm sorry, did we finish? I'm confused. I think we were about to be in trouble. I think we would have died. I could not find the location that we were in. Okay, well... Couldn't, you couldn't find the location you were trying to get to. There is a haze around this place. So... No, there's a... Jeez. Hi. It's Sal and reincarnated. Uh, no, you're fine. Good God. It's just the, the chain of the line of communication <laughs> and how things are being <laughs> transferred. It's like the worst game of telephone. It hurts. <laughs> it kills my soul. In any of You had a soul? Not after this. Okay, perhaps it is not the haze around this place, but there is a haze blocking me from reaching into my mind, I guess. I don't know what's stopping me, but I cannot visualize the location. Would you like a picture? That's not going to help. There is something magical blocking this. Can you try again? Daniel, I closed the scroll so we don't die. (laughs) I love your exaggeration in the situation. (laughs) Please roll an out arcana. Uh, I don't. Greg will attempt to console. She seems a little bit upset. 18. I don't think we're going to die. I need you to roll a spellcraft check for me. That'd be a 19 for spellcraft, 23 for knowledge arcana. You can tell Odette, um, due to your knowledge of how the spell works, that uh, you weren't necessarily getting any outside resistance, but rather you were getting resistance from the spell itself, as if you were attempting to do something outside of the limitations of what the spell can do. Perhaps the town of Yenamut is outside of the range of teleport. Oh, dear. Okay, so teleport does have limitations. Okay. I mean, it has always had limitations like putting us 900 miles away from the location that we want to be in, but there is a distance requirement. Okay, do we want to make a hop, skip, and a jump, or or do we actually want to wait until more? I'm confused at what the problem is here. First, we're going, then we're not, and we're going to die, and it's there's a haze around either your head or this place, and 
And now we can go, but only a little bit. I'm very confused. I'm sorry. Okay, Greg, I will clarify the last time. Listen closely. I promise this is the last time. We cannot go to Yenomut from here. We will probably end up in the middle of the ocean because we are too far. Okay. We need to get closer. The best that I could do is probably teleport us back to the tree that we came from. But then we're in the woods with the wolves. Okay, but how long to does the it... the tree where... You mean the... the Like the, the, the door tree? We, yes, where we exited. Okay. Well, I know we can teleport to Yenemut from the door tree, so we could go to the door tree and then to Yenemut. I don't know if that's how it's going to work, because I don't know how we open the door from where we are. I don't know how it works either. I'm just trying to get... A, a mission done. No, I didn't think it'd be this complicated. It is very complicated. Why do you think Draken sent us? He doesn't want to do the work himself. It seems more time-consuming than complicated, but it... You just said that it was complicated. Yeah, I it seems like it's becoming that way. It didn't seem like it would be complicated in the first place. I mean, I cannot help your mind, but it is complicated. I don't oh. know if my mind's the one that needs help or if I just need an Advil. Do we want to... Find another plan of action? Is Are we teleporting to... Are we going to try and teleport to the tree? And then to Yenim? Um, Daniel? Okay, so, Odette, do you want to try to teleport to where we entered this floor from Anuxaruk? Or do you want to wait until morning when we can use our teleport crystals? Uh, Odette just throws her hands up in the air. Honestly, I don't care at this moment. If you want to go now, we can go now to the tree outside of this place. Otherwise, we've been made until morning. It is whatever you guys want. I am the one who has to cast the spell. And if I get us lost, then it is my fault. Daniel, I uh, know Draken said he wants it tonight, but I'm thinking maybe we should wait until morning. Uh, and he kind of like gestures over to Odette in her kind of panicked state. I'll message him and let him know that it's probably... That is it! We are going! She just leans forward and oh, starts casting oh, the spell. Oh, okay. Uh, Daniel thinks to himself, oh, okay, this is this is happening, I guess. Great. She's going to focus on the tree from which they exited. Do all ask for this. Do not regret it. As you begin casting your teleportation spell, uh, you begin to visualize the tree of Anuxaruk, which you are able to successfully do, and it does not seem as if there are any is any interference. However, when you are visualizing the individuals who are coming with you, you are only able to focus on a set number of people, uh, including the animals which are with you. My familiar counts? It's a creature. Does she know this beforehand? She's figuring, Odette is seeing this as she's casting the spell. It seems as you begin to think of the people who are in contact with you, uh, some of them get fuzzy, and as you focus on them and less on others, those you lose focus of become fuzzy, as if you are limited to around about five. She stops. All right. You two. You. Yes, you. What, Greg and Jared. What, what is it now, honey? Uh, okay. You guys teleport back with your teleport crystals. Go where you need to. I cannot teleport all of you because your gold is too big and you're too many people. Jerry's very small and he's actually kind of a so, sleep. so wait, you want me to teleport to Yenemut? I want you guys to teleport back to Inuksaruk in case something happens. I might need your help. Okay, so, we'll do. Because I need to be able to at least focus on Daniel. So basically, what you're so basically what you're saying is that you can't focus on everyone without risking some issues. From what I can understand, no, I just said there's too many of you. Yeah, it, it, okay. Well, 
In that case, I will teleport with Jerry to Anuk Saruk after I see you guys have left. Okay. Okay. Daniel, you go first. And then I will go, and then you go. Wait, I'm confused again. This is the best way. I need Daniel to catch him. Okay. I think. We will find out. This might be a bad idea. So Daniel's teleporting with his crystal. You're teleporting the man. And yes. then and I'm teleporting. Okay, yeah. okay. I get it. I get it. Let's 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 go. Let's do this. Daniel, you're up first. So Daniel is going to teleport to Anuxaruk. <laughs> All right, here we go, sir. Keep your eyes closed, your arms inside the vehicle at all times. And she begins casting the spell again. With all of the clarifications out of the way, all of you in the succession that you choose have successfully teleported to the tree. Anuk's Rook, Daniel and Greg both using their leave crystals. And you notice that Daniel was the first to arrive, followed by Odette, who, Greg, you both see both of these people magically disappear. And then, Greg, lastly, you appear before the tree Anuxaruk. And all three of you are out in the harsh and bitter cold with the wind howling all around you. It is cold, and I believe that the inter elements has worn off by this point. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, probably has. It is. Upon seeing everyone, Greg will reach to open the door. Uh, so you approach the tree, which you traveled through, and at first you notice that it is only a tree made of solid bark, but as your hand comes closer, you see the runic arch appear, and it seems to, as if the bark almost separates itself from the tree, indents itself slightly, and you notice it becomes somewhat of a portal, and as you reach through it, your hand kind of phases through. Whoa, that is... that is neato. Daniel, we must drag... This man! Oh, I can handle that if you'd like. Greg no, will. He's not as heavy as I thought. Greg I will offer that. to help carry the unconscious man. Oh, that is just dragging his body through the snow at this point. <laughs> um, Greg will pick up the unconscious man then. You know, we should probably hurry because I realize he does not have his jacket on. And walks through the portal. Daniel is going to follow. Goodbye, wolves. It is nice to know you for five minutes. And then she runs through the portal. Uh, roll up for seven jacks. Nine. Uh, as you're leaving the portal, you can hear the aggravated howling of wolves off in the distance as it seems to echo through the tundra. But with that, you enter through the portal and it seems to cease as you once again enter the great tree Anuxaruk, where it has a significantly warmer and much more peaceful atmosphere about it. Oh, that's much better in terms of temperature. Oh my gosh. Okay. All right, halfway there, I guess. You said there's a limit, Odette, on how many people you can take with you when you teleport. What is that limit exactly? Do you know? You guys. Your limit, is is it like a weight capacity? Is it a person capacity? Oh, no, I'm not saying anything like that. That would be very offensive. Greg looks hurt. Um, well, I'm kind of carrying the man. Um... You can put them down, and you guys, we can tell you guys have your teleport crystals. You can teleport directly to Yenamut. Your crystals are fine. Um, I didn't realize that's how they worked. Yes, so you are able to teleport each day to the singular location. You have a 24-hour refresh rate for each location. So the leave crystals allow you to teleport to any major location in the game, so long as you are on the same floor as the location you are attempting to teleport to. Ah, uh, that's convenient. So, for example, uh, Daniel, as you have 
been there, you could even teleport, for example, to the town of Lunka if for some godforsaken reason you wanted to. No. Never again. <laughs> okay, so put him down and we will do this again. Greg will set the man down gently. Okay, it is time to teleport. All right, so... <laughs> seeing that she's casting the spell, Greg will hastily teleport to Yenemut. Daniel will teleport to Yenemut as well. And with that, all of you find yourself back outside of the tavern in the town of Yenemut. All of us? All of you, successfully, without any problems. Oh. And the body. All and right. the unconscious body on the ground as you're dragging <laughs> it around. Greg will pick him up. I, I would like to note, Greg is holding him princess style. Uh, Greg, maybe we should put his clothes on and give the man some dignity. He has, like, I mean, is he completely naked? No, he has his pants on, but I would put a shirt on him at least. I mean, unless you really want to look at... Greg, wait, you shouldn't be holding him. Okay, I think you need to calm down, Odette. I think I'm the only one who's capable of holding him for a long time, and also I don't know what your worrisome concern is for. Greg has him in his arms, and he will open, somewhat awkwardly, open the door to the tavern and walk in. My concern is what you had concerned earlier. You're worried about me alone, the man. I'm more worried about you. Alone, with two other people around in a public area. As you enter the tavern of Yenemut, you notice that it is somewhat more lively than it regularly is. And it appears as if Draken is um, hospitably talking to a number of individuals. Uh, and there does seem to be a small table to the side, which has a number of patrons. Uh, Draken is talking to uh, an individual in full plate armor, but does almost immediately stop his conversation as he notices you all are entering. <gasps> Greg will walk immediately towards Draken with... Um, man in his arms. Odette will run in. Mr. Draken, we did it. It is all completed. Look at this prize that we have brought you. The man is not a prize. It is an NPC. It is okay. Okay, well, I think even animals should be treated with a little bit of humanity. Did you just call him an animal? At least he's a person still. Yeah, he's a person, but you regard him in less regards to us. Anyway, Mr. Draken, we've got the guy for you here. Ah, He's still unconscious. Great, you brought me all my ones and zeros. Uh, I'll be taking that from you. Okay, where you want me to put him on the table? Yeah, yeah, you could just lay him down over there. I don't really care. Mm, okay. So, uh, Mr. Draken, it appears that he is under some sort of, um, thing, a spell. Yeah, honestly, this is probably a better way for him to be for now. Don't you all worry about that. All you need to be worried about is your reward. So, uh, have all of you decided exactly what you'll be getting? I, I thought we were getting a lot of money. Well, of course you can. Like I said, uh, it was like kind of up in the air. You can either get money or I also have a extensive arsenal and supply of magical items. So you could also pick something from uh, that hold there as well. Odette's elven ears perk up. <laughs> this is the first time Greg has noticed that she has elven ears. Honestly, Draken, I'm just happy with some gold that we agreed to previously. All right, that's not a problem. Uh, there you go, Daniel. And you see that there was a trade request sent your way and you get a message. And Daniel accepts it. And you see that your inventory is updated with 50,000 gold pieces, which you immediately feel heavier. I need a bank. Is your strength modifier? Two. Yeah, when I said you felt heavier, I meant you collapsed to the ground under the weight of a thousand pounds being immediately <laughs> transferred. You wouldn't happen to have any uh, 
like a, a cloak of invisibility or some sort of ring that could grant me invisibility on my command. Something like that, maybe? Yeah, sure. If that's all you want, that's not a problem. Uh, let's yeah, and go. then you can subtract the cost of that out of the gold or whatever. All right. Or is it either this or the gold? No, 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 not a problem. Uh, here you go. Uh, if you would like, here is a voucher. You're just going to have to take this uh, to the guild hall uh, that I operate at. I can also uh, personally message you the address, and then you'll just have to go get the, and collect this uh, from there. That, and I assume that's the item? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, we have kind of like a storeroom for all of the items. You're going to have to go just show this ticket to the person who runs the place, tell them what you're looking for. I'll even mark it down here. Uh, and uh, I can send you the rest of the gold. Oh, okay. Well, done and done, it seems like. Uh, Daniel, you might want to get that looked at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if you would like, instead, if you send that back, I kind of did transfer it from the guild vault. I can just put that in... The odd guild vault for you. That would probably be a much smarter way of doing it. All right, yeah, just send me a trade request and send me that back, and I'll just deposit it in the odd guild vault for you. Sorry about that. It's okay. I probably should have expected this from you. Hmm. <laughs> and you see, as you're doing this, he's kind of laughing to himself. Sense motive. 36. You can tell Draken did this intentionally, and he is relishing at all every second of it. <laughs> I love having a 17 in sense motive. It's so broken. And how about you, my dear? And he's looking at Odette. Is there a space next to him? Yes. She will sit down next to him, directly next to him, with intention. Okay, there's space as in, like, there's nothing there. So there's a floor. No, I mean, like, is there a seat next to him? Uh, there are chairs nearby. You could pull one up. She yes. pulls a chair up directly next to him. Okay. And she's looking at him very closely. Hmm. I'm thinking very hard about this. I can tell that by the expression on your face. Yes. You said you have a lot of magical artifacts? There's an entire storeroom of them. Storeroom? Yes. If you want, it's like a candy shop. I can give you a voucher, and I can say you are allotted this much in value, and then if there's something you like that's even more expensive, you can go in and you can just pay the deficit and get whatever you want. I want to join you. Not the words I've used, but I will admit you have proved very useful. Um, I am very good at finding magical artifacts. I really want to find a legendary artifact. And I think you can help me. Your enthusiasm is appreciated. I'll discuss with some of my members and potentially you could be a new recruit. All right, that is fine. Uh, and Draken kind of rubs his fingers on his chin for a second as if he's thinking. I am a very powerful arcanist. It is good to add me in the guild. Yeah, um, so I'll get back to you on that, Odette. If you uh, decide you can spend the night at this tavern and we can talk about that more perhaps later. Oh, that'd be great. Uh, anyways, here's your voucher and he hands you a little ticket uh, and it looks like it has 50,000 written on it. She smiles big and then she gives him a hug. Daniel is now the one laughing. Daniel. Yes. You can roll sense motive. <laughs> I feel like he'd just be like a stiff stick. Like he's like arms to side, like, mm. it's like, don't kill her. It's like both of her arms are over his neck and just give him like an overhead, like an overhead hug. I rolled a 37 total on sense motive. Daniel, you can tell that there's a lot of, there's a lot going on right now. <laughs> this man is putting on a very strong face. He seems blank. He is immensely stiffed uh, and 
entirely unmoving, uh, no attempt to reciprocate, mildly surprised, and you can tell as if he wants to look immensely agitated, and in many ways he does, but you see a glint in his eye where as if this is almost warming his heart. Daniel is going to keep all of this information to himself for later use. <laughs> oh, blackmail, Daniel, I see. You should write that down, blackmail. Just period, and that's it. Uh, Greg, uh, seeing as Daniel ran into a similar issue, uh, where would you like me to uh, deposit this uh, 15,000 gold? Um, actually, I- I'm pretty sure I'll have the carrying capacity for that. What's yeah, your but... Five, as well as he has a bag of holding. Um, uh, all right, sure. Here you go. And you see a trade request was sent over. Okie dokie. Except, after Odette is done hugging Draken, she'll stand back up, smile, and do a little cute bow, and then run over to Greg. Greg. Yes? I am sorry for hurting your feelings. I realize I came off as very, how do you say, harsh. I, ma'am. Your apology is appreciated as well as accepted. Thank you, Odette. I think that we can make a good team. We just have to work on communication and respect for both of us. Yes. Communication and respect are generally two things that are heavily needed in a team. In the middle of your conversation, you uh, assume that the transfer request went through because your knees immediately buckle under the surprising weight of around about 300 pounds being added to your person. Greg, you are technically only under heavy load, but you can barely stand. Huh. Odetra says, I didn't know that my words would have such an effect on you. Nah, I didn't it... know your words would have such gravity. <laughs> oh, you're right. I didn't know my words would have such gravity. I can see you've taken a liking to my wonderful nature. Huh? What did I say? Oh, nothing. Eh, eh, anyway, eh, give me one sick, you know. I've got to adjust something here. And he will move the, um the gold to his bag of holding. Perfect. Great. Thank you. Odette will walk over to Daniel. Daniel? Yes? It was a pleasure working with you. And she reaches out a hand to shake. Thanks. And he shakes her hand as well. And I apologize if I seem to have annoyed you. I could see on your face that you're very irritated with me, and it is hard sometimes to understand why. Oh, don't worry, Odette. That's just his normal face. He makes it when he sleeps, too. Oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize it was a defect. Uh, Daniel, just so you know, I wasn't watching you when you were sleeping. I just, you know, when I woke you up for breakfast, you you looked irritated in your sleep. <laughs> oh, you know what my mother always says that we can do to help that? Moisturizer. And then you can be fabulous. I will say it does wonders for the skin. It does. I've also used cucumbers, avocados, and, uh, what do you it, uh, guacamole. <laughs> me, That's made from the avocados. Me and my wife have a spa day once a week, and she loves to use her little products, like, uh, like a face mask or, or other things. It, it really is just a fun time. Uh, but overall, I hope that we can all learn how to trust each other and have respect, because that is very important in this work environment. Yes. Yeah. I generally try to allot a a good amount of respect to other people. And then maybe someday we will find a legendary hero together. I certainly hope so as well. And with that, with the party having successfully completed their adventure and relishing uh, in their personal conversations and rewards which they have garnered, I believe that is where we're going to call it for this week's episode of The Odd Campaign. 
Thank you, foundlings, for joining us for this week's episode of Sorta Online Odd. We hope you enjoyed it, and we'll continue to follow along with the story as we move through this world and figure out what the heck it is that we are doing. We have new faces, as you've seen, in characters, and, well, hopefully we'll get some character art of them soon, so keep your eyes out for that. If you've been enjoying this podcast, this episode, this series overall, please consider leaving us a rating or review on whatever podcast listening app that you are on if you're able to leave a review because we know some of them like Spotify. You're not able to do so. So consider going to the places like Podchaser, which is the IMDB of podcasts, you know, it's really nice. I like I like them a lot. If you want to support us in other ways, also consider visiting our website and picking up some merchandise. That's merchandise, guys. Okay. You can get hats, t-shirts, stickers, and more. I personally am a big fan of the hats. I wear a few of them once in a while, you know. You might also consider visiting the Patreon and donating to the podcast, where you can get bonus stuff from us as a way of saying thank you for donating, because, well, all those funds go directly to supporting the podcast and editing audio, music, all that kind of stuff. So please consider doing that. We really would appreciate it. If you want to keep up to date with news and announcements for the podcast, consider going to our Twitter and Instagram at RollFound. We also do have a Facebook page, but we don't use it as much as we should. Don't really have a lot of following there, so we're not as worried, but that's Missing Role Player Found. And also, if you want to support us in other ways, you can also just tell friends about it, your grandma, your dog. We really do appreciate word of mouth sharing of the podcast. We've worked really hard on getting this far and upping our audio quality and our content. So, yeah, get somebody else on this train. This hype train is amazing. And last but not least, we want to give a big thank you and shout out to our friends Michael Gelfie, Will Savino with Music D20, Kevin McLeod and Nicholas Judy with Dark Fantasy Studio for letting us use their ambiances and music in today's episode. Please consider going and checking them out and supporting them. Thank you, guys, and we will see you next, next week. Bye! Bye! Bye, Bye guys!